Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. I'm Eric Boll, Director of Public Affairs. Today we're joined by Jennifer Poindexter, who's our Director of Promotion and Education. And we're going to talk about farm safety because this upcoming week we're going to be uh, going through National Farm Safety and Health Week. That is September 19th to the 25th. Jennifer, welcome. Thanks for having me, Eric. It's uh, good to talk to you about this because this is an issue that I think a lot of people don't realize you even work on uh, with most of your work is with students and education for um, agriculture uh, you know, in the classroom, that type of thing. But this is really an important thing for people of all ages. Yeah, rural health and farm safety affects all of us that are involved in agriculture. And so we just want to spread awareness so that people understand consumers and farmers and ranchers. You know, we see it's harvest time and we're seeing farm equipment on the roadways right now. And so um, this is a big part of my job is just making sure that consumers, farmers, ranchers, students, teachers all understand that this is a critical part of agriculture. Yeah, I think it's important that you mention consumers, too. It's not just the, you know, 2 percent of people that are actual farmers or driving a tractor or whatever um, that this matters to. It's people on the roadways with tractors or um, many other ways that they get uh, involved with people who are in agriculture directly, right? Yeah, motorists um, when we're on the roadway. And coming up on harvest, we're going to start seeing road signs coming saying share the road with these combines, share the road with farmers and ranchers. Um, And it can be everything from I-70, I-44 to your two-lane roads in your county. So um, motorists and consumers are a big part of a farm safety week. Yeah, well... Uh, the as, as I mentioned, National Farm Safety and Health Week is uh, September 19th to the 25th. So for those days, while the um, they're trying to draw attention to ag safety um, and rural health, they've really the the organization that puts this together every year has broken it down into five different kind of areas of focus and going to be focusing on one each day. Um, throughout the that week. So let's go through those quickly. Just I think it's good for people to get an overview of these at least, you know, once a year, if not more than that, so that they um, have an opportunity to think about these issues. So the, the first topic that they want to focus on is tractor and rural roadway safety, right? Yeah. Um, so what should people be thinking about with that as they, uh, especially like you say, go into harvest season? Yeah, so farmers and ranchers, you know, we really want to encourage them to use equipment with a ROPS or a rollover protection. That's going to protect them in the case of an accident. Um, but a ROPS is only good if you have your seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your seatbelt on, you're going to fall out of that tractor too, and, and it might roll over on you. And so um, that's a big thing for us. Um, but it's also comes with the people that you, the little people that you might have riding in the tractor. You know, I know. Um, You know, we have a nephew, and if he's in the tractor with us, he wants to be in his buddy's seat. Mm -hmm. And that's a great thing for kids to be involved in agriculture, but they need to be in the buddy's seat and have their seatbelt on as well. Um, That way, in case the worst happens, that they're they're secured. Um, You know, in the older-style tractors, sometimes we see kids sitting on the wheel well and things Mm -hmm. like that. It's an easy way for them to fall off and get hurt. Um, so that's, that's really what we focus on with tractor safety, but it does, we look at PTO shafts, um, when you're hooking up that brush hog and things like that, making sure that you have PTO shafts shield and that you're wearing clothing that will stay out of the way, things like that. So all of those tie into tractor and, uh, rural roadway safety. Yeah. And, uh, ROPS is something that we've talked about a lot over the past few years, and that's um, in many ways because of the fact that we had one of our county leaders who 
did not have a rollover protection structure and um, tragically was killed in a, a, a I'd say, an everyday event uh, on his farm. This was Ralph Griesbaum from up in northeast Missouri. Um, he was uh, just disposing of, of a, a cow that had uh, passed away in, um, in a ravine. And when he went to, uh, to, to move that cow, his tractor kind of gave way, the ground gave way under his tractor, and he was um, unfortunately uh, rolled over on. And um, that's something that we put the uh, ROPS uh, exhibit in our state fair building that's now a permanent part of what we talk about to people who come to visit our building at the state fair. Yeah, and tragic accident happened on Father's Day, and that family um, has been really great and gracious to share their story and to to really shed a light on that safety is not an accident, and we really appreciate them sharing that story. Yeah, and I think, as you mentioned, the thing that I just, it never even really occurred to me with all that. I always knew that you need a roll bar. You need to have that protection structure. But wearing your seatbelt is at, at least as important as part of part of that. And that's something that I think um, if you had, say, 90% of people who are on a tractor have a roll bar, I'd say the percentage of those wearing the seatbelt along with it or is much, much, much less than that. But that's every bit as important if you want to be protected by that structure. Yeah. And a lot of our um, older model tractors don't even come with a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Um, but some now um, do have some marketed ones that you can buy and, and add to that tractor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you if you are in that market, maybe that would be a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so the second topic of focus that uh, the uh, organization is going to be looking at for this uh, Farm Safety and Health Week is overall farmer health. That's a pretty broad topic. Yeah. Uh, What are some of the things we want want people to think about during this week? Yeah, so overall farmer health can be everything from, hey, wear your sunscreen when you're outside. You know, if if you're light-skinned like we are, um, SPF is really crucial, Mm -hmm. um, especially going into harvest when you're outside a lot. Um, but it also can it can look at some mental health. You know, um, we're seeing a high alarming rates of suicide um, in rural communities. And so they're really shedding light on that mental health and uh, resources that these communities have that, that farmers can get access to. Yeah. And I think one of the maybe blessings in disguise, if you will, of the, the past year and a half of the COVID pandemic is it's really forced a lot of rural um, healthcare providers to offer more services remotely. So it's easier than ever to try to access some of those, especially mental health services that you can do on the phone or on your um, computer if you have that. Um, so that if you do have a need to to talk to somebody about something, it's a lot easier now than it used to be. Yeah, it's super easy. And now they even have some text lines that you can get access to as well. So um, we're making great strides in that. But overall, farmer health is obviously really crucial um, because if our farmers are healthy, then they're able to, to grow our food and, and stay involved in the ag industry. Yeah, absolutely. So a subset of that is um, the next topic of focus is the safety and health of youth in agriculture. Um, there's a lot of information out there about that, including some things that we put together um, here at Missouri Farm Bureau. Uh, what should people who have kids or grandkids on the farm um, be thinking about this during this time? Yeah, so youth and ag, it, you know, a lot of times we hear, oh, well, my kid or my grandkid, they, they just know not to do those things. But sometimes it's explaining things. You can't go into that pen because that bull's aggressive or um, you need to stay away from these chemicals if they're marked in this certain way. 
But it's also for adults, you know, let's not put diesel in a red Powerade bottle Mm -hmm. because a little kiddo might think that that's a drink. Um, But it's also for youth, it's lawnmower safety. It's side-by-side safety. It's wearing hearing protection. It's wearing safety glasses when they're um, in in a situation where that's needed. So it's really broad for those kiddos, but a lot of it is those adults in their lives explaining what's safe, what's not safe, and being a role model. And if if you put on your hearing protection, those kids in your lives are going to follow suit. Yeah. And there's so many people who um, I think it's really easy to forget when you learn something. And something that you might have learned when you were 30 years old, you forget that you didn't know it your first, you know, 30 years, your, yeah. your first 20, 30 years. And so um, just assume that people need to hear it. It's okay to tell people uh, the things that they need to learn because, yeah, they don't just know it because they live, they grew up on a farm or have been on a farm. They need to be told at some point what, why we do these things. And how many, how many farmers who are in their 50s and 60s now do you talk to who say, wow, I wish I would have worn hearing protection when I was younger? Almost every single person. I don't know if I've ever met anyone who hasn't told me that. No. Um, So, yeah, modeling that behavior now, even if you already have lost your hearing, that's going to make show the younger kids it's okay and it's right. It's the thing you ought to do because then you're not going to regret later that you can't hear because you spent too many years on a tractor without without hearing protection. Yeah, exactly. Um, Now, and that's also uh, youth and agriculture is something I was just thinking about as we were getting ready for this. Is um, so I live in Columbia. And um, these, there were about a week and a half ago, there was a group of, I think, five boys who decided middle of the night, they were 14 years old, decided to take the gator out and um, go for kind of a joyride. And they were, you know, it was like 1 a.m. They had no business doing that at 1 a.m., but they were doing that without, of course, wearing their seatbelts. And the uh, gator rolled over. And um, I think one, one of the kids who we know, we've known their family for years, uh, kid is probably going to be paralyzed from the waist down the rest of his life and a couple of the others have had some pretty major injuries from that too there's a lot of um, very basic safety things that you really got to teach kids at a young age hey this is not something to mess around with it can cause long-term damage if you don't treat it with respect yeah and side-by-sides are something that are so just taken advantage of i've had people compare it to a golf cart Mm -hmm. and it is similar in in some ways but it goes a lot faster than some. And, um, you know, as teenagers, you think you're invincible and you start taking things for granted and gravel roads are, are dusty and the gravel can get loose and you can lose control in a hurry. And so it's, if we teach kids when they're two, three, four years old, that they, every time they get into any vehicle, they put their seatbelt on, it's going to be a habit. And it's going to be something that gives you a little peace of mind 10 years down the road. Yeah. And those things are heavy too. You can't, you know, they can really hurt you if they roll on you. It's not like just a little four-wheeler uh, from when maybe you were a little kid. These things are almost like a vehicle, like a car. So yeah. you've got to take them real seriously. Um, all right, next topic of uh, focus is ag fertilizer and chemical safety. Um, that's something a lot of people on the farm, of course, have to deal with all the time. Um, but what are the safety precautions they ought to be taking when they're doing that? Yeah, so um, when we're looking at chemicals, we really want to make sure that um, chemicals are marked correctly and that they're being utilized in the correct way. So that means reading the label, 
um, storing it in a safe container, storing it away from little hands that maybe um, would get into it when they're not supposed to, keeping it locked up if that's what it needs to do, things like that. Um, Oftentimes we see chemicals being misused because either people don't read the directions and things have changed from years past and they don't even think to read the directions and so it's they use too much or um, they're not doing following the directions that they need to be doing um, or kids are getting a hold of it and um, you know I know that that those little hands move pretty quick and they think something is brightly colored and oh it's so fun let's get this out and play with it but The key thing is to keep it up out of the way, keep it locked, and keep it in a safe place, um, and to follow those directions religiously. Yeah, and it's not something to play around with. You know, if you like, we were talking earlier. If you have um, teenagers, uh, sometimes people like to, hey, see what might happen if we mix these couple things together. Or I heard that if you take this and put it in a bottle, you can really make it go boom real loud. Yeah. Those are not real smart things to do. Having been a, a teenage boy in the past, I know how these things go. But uh, that's where keeping some things locked up, uh, if they are really dangerous, um, could be really smart and, and valuable for your family. Yeah, and explaining why it's dangerous. You know, um, I was an ag teacher, and I know those those teenagers, they, they like explosions and they like loud noises. And so it's explaining, hey, yeah, that might make this noise, but we're not going to use it in that way because – of this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. and just explaining that to those kids um, when they're old enough to really understand. Yeah, it can really be very valuable. Um, So the last uh, topic of focus for the uh, National Farm Safety and Health Week is um, safety and health for women in agriculture. So, you know, at first when I saw that, I thought, well, why is that any different than anybody else in agriculture? But there are some things that are unique to, to women who are involved in in treating, uh, dealing with chemicals and and, uh, working in agriculture, right? Yeah. Yeah. So women, I mean, for one, um, we're smaller statured, we weigh less, we're less strong. So if we're going to be doing some things, we need to be thinking about how we're going to maneuver that calf if it needs to be pulled or things like that, just because we just don't have that strength. But these webinars are going to really target pregnant women, Um, because if you're a pregnant woman, there's some chemicals you shouldn't be around. There's some things you shouldn't be doing on the farm while you're pregnant, and it's really just going to discuss those things and and give an explanation of exactly what a pregnant woman should or should not do on the farm. Yeah, and I think that's really important and valuable because a lot of, like, say, OBGYNs who um, work with pregnant women all the time, they know all the foods to not eat and, you know, things like that, but uh, if – Again, only, say, 2% of people are on the farm and only 1% of those are women. Um, they might not really have a lot of unique experience of knowing what the what things on a farm a pregnant person should avoid. So these specific um, resources could be really valuable. And I'm glad you mentioned that. There is a, a resource where people can go sign up for webinars if they're curious about that, if you're childbearing age or even have someone in your in your life who is. Um, you could uh, go to, to look up these uh, webinars and sign up for them. The, the website is it's a little bit uh, long here, um, just some letters. Yeah. It's N-E-C-A-S-A-G dot org, right? Yes. Um, now, what, what is that organization? Yeah, that stands for the National Education Center for 
ag safety. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I'll say that again. N E C A S A G dot org. Um, and that's where you can sign up for those webinars and find other farm safety information that can be valuable to you. Um, we also have quite a bit on our website, right? Yeah. So we have a farm safety pamphlet that was redone uh, last year. And so it's it's just called the Working Safely on the Farm and Ranch. It's a little brochure and it's available on our website on a PDF. And so if you go to mofb.org slash education, go down to Ag in the Classroom and it's like the third or fourth thing that you're going to see. And you can print it off. Um, teachers can just, you know, click download the PDF and go to exactly what they want to focus that day. But we do everything from staying hydrated, um, handling livestock, chemical safety, lawnmower safety, side-by-side safety. Everything that you're going to encounter on a farm is in this little brochure. It's a great resource for parents, um, kids, teachers, or adults um, to really look through. And then we also um, just got done... Um, filming a farm field trip. I say we just got done. We filmed it in July, um, but it's going to go live next week as well. And so that was a great thing. We got to go out to Side and Sugar Novi Partners and go through some equipment that they had. Of course, we know that there wasn't a lot of equipment on the lot. Um, so, but we did get to go through a tractor and a hay baler and a compact track loader. And so, and then we also looked at a gator and a lawnmower. And so, we really appreciate their help in that. Um, there's a cute little four-year-old that was a star in that, <laughs> quote, commercial. And um, it's a it was a good way to kind of highlight some kid safety, um, but also just roadway safety for, for parents, children, and motorists as well. Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, he was really good at following directions and doing what he was supposed to. So he did. He's, I'm sure everyone's child is just that compliant. Oh, he's very he's very <laughs> proud of that commercial. He should be. No, that's uh, going to be going live next week during um, National Farm Safety and Health Week. Um, and yeah, you as you said, a lot of it is focused on child safety on the farm, um, but there are other things too. And and this is all stuff that I really think is just worth kind of going over one time. Um, to refresh your memory, uh, know what uh, things maybe you, you knew you should be doing but haven't necessarily been doing. Um, so I would definitely recommend going to mofb.org education and finding that PDF because it covers a lot of different things, the farm safety pamphlet, and um, just skim over it, look through it, see what uh, maybe you haven't really been doing the way that you ought to um, so that you'll change some of your behaviors uh, and make your family safe in the future. Yeah, there's a a lot of families that have gone through a green entrapment scenario or a rollover and they wish, oh, I wish I could go back and and redo that or reteach it or do something different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we don't want to tell people exactly what they need to be doing, but at the same time, we want to prevent accidents and we want to make sure that all Missourians um, really understand that farm safety is is a crucial part of being a farmer and a rancher. and, And we just want everyone to make it home at night. That's right. We talk all the time about sustainability and being able to pass the farm on to the next generation. But the only way you can really do that and be sustainable is to be around um, to teach those people and to, to help them out as you pass things on. So pass on your your own safety and health as well as the actual farm itself. 
Um, all right. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for joining us today. And um, if there's anything else uh, that people want to, to know about farm safety, how can they contact you? Yeah, so they can email me. My email is jennifer.poindexter at mofb.org. My contact information is always on the website. Or they can call the home office, and my extension is 1414. All right. Sounds great. Well, thank you again. I appreciate your help. Thanks, Eric.